She's dressed in yellow. She says, hello, come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You run over there without a second to lose. What comes next? Hey, bust the move. If you want it, you, you got, got it. it. If you want it, baby, you got it. Tone Just bust love, the move. Tone look. Muhammad, man. Bringing us back to the 80s, bro. Oh, man, that's when I grew up. You're younger than me, aren't you? I think we're the same age, brother. I'm 51. Fuck, you look awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. What, are we uh, the same age? I'm there, off by a decade. Yeah, see, so you, 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 you look about three decades younger than me, man. That's how you look, man. It must be that facial cream I've been uh, using. I think it's got something to do with like the lovely family and the energy and everything you got going on. Job is good. Work is good. Outside of typical bullshit. But I think it has a lot more to do than that. What's that? I think it could be my breathing. <laughs> no, I'm being the honest with you. Yeah, really? yeah. Nasal breathing, uh, really? meditation, waking up early. Not staying in this country all that often, trying to get out as many times as you possibly can. I don't stop. To brother. enjoy life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been uh, 12 weeks on, uh, 10 days off. Oh, look at that. Eh? Ever since a young age. You because if you don't share leave, that. How do you pull that off? So you got to schedule it into your calendar. That's it. That's it. Just man. take the week and take the 12 days and just do it. Yeah, listen, I'd rather go on a vacation than go through a divorce. <laughs> You know what? That's the best marriage therapy ever. No, it's awesome. Plus, I get to spend time with the kids. We make lots of memories. Which is great. And if you really factor it into your budget, for those people that are always on a budget, it's a lot cheaper uh, to be able to know when you're going. Because like, we buy the tickets separately. We find where we want to go. We Airbnb. We rent a car. You know, it's worth the memories. It's true. Very good point. How do you pronounce your last name? Ali Bashev. Ali Bashev. Mohammed Ali Bashev is here from Fomit. Yes. Fomit.ca. NC? No, no, no. Dot .ca. Oh, yeah. What? Fomit.ca. Okay, okay. So if I. I'll tell you about the strategy behind that one. I don't know what's going on here. So you know how important back in the day SEO was? We're talking like. Two decades ago. Yeah. And then backli backlinks are very important. Yeah. And the strongest backlinks are usually banks, uh, education. You doing that all yourself or you hiring somebody? I used to do that myself, yeah. But you got a team now doing it. Oh, I, we don't do, we don't even spend anything on marketing. It's all uh, residual people that we've done business with. The only thing we do is a few shows a year to talk to people because we're social. The trade shows, yeah. yeah. That's the last time I saw you. Exactly. Uh, so Fomit, director, 15 years, www.fomit.ca. Uh, email is Mohammed at fomit.ca. And on Instagram, it's Fomit. Are you on any other social? Yeah, we're on Twitter. Twitter as well, too? We're on Twitter, Twitter YouTube, IG, Facebook. YouTube. Come on. Hop. You're all over the place, bro. But we just can't keep posting. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about spray foam and installation in general, right? That's what we're going to talk about on today's show. You're our first foam guy. Oh, man. I have not well, had another you. phone thank guy. Thank you for I'm having me. I'm telling you, I was, I was reserving it. I was reserving the reservation for you. Well, you're really making my heart I, I should have put a, you know, do not enter this studio <laughs> unless Mohammed shows up here. Then we start talking foam, man. Where do you want to begin this little story? Well, we could talk about how the most overlooked thing is? during a construction project is... Is? Insulation. There's only, There's only one? There's probably a few. Yeah, it's true. Insulation. You know why? Because nobody sees it. Exactly. You nobody know sees it until they feel it. Oh, oh, you feel it big time, man. I know. And then once you go with a like if you've ever built a house and lived in it that has foam, you do not look back. It's cozy. Like, oh, it's so comfortable. What foam are you using these days? We use Elastic Chem Extreme. Yeah? Yeah. Where's that from? That's from Ontario, Brantford. Great product. 
we feel like it's the most beneficial for us as applicators. It has the lowest VOCs. It's uh, a lot more forgiving, easier to apply. Uh, our clients like it. There's no smell to it. And you no know smell? what happens? No even off gassing? Yeah, six hours. Okay, that's we right. We tell yeah. you to be over 24 no matter what. No, I know. And that's sure. on our contract. How was it back in the day, 15 years ago, when you guys started? Oh, my God, man. Cowboys? Still is. <laughs> that's what I was saying. There's probably even more. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. There's got to be more now. Listen, the problem with our industry is, number one, it's not regular. Insulation isn't. You know, it's not like you spent 10,000 uh, hours. I thought Kafka. Isn't it Kafka regulating or not? Uh, don't get me started with those guys. Okay. All right. I don't so even want to talk about they're, that. They're a uh, pocket uh, regulator. So they, are, they are nothing. <laughs> they are a pocket regulator. What they are is the uh, body that gives a certification. Yes. And that's it. So basically, they say that your sprayer is good or the company is good? No. So they you do the course. Yes. And then you get a certification okay. that allows you to spray. That's it. They don't come onto the job site? I don't know what they do. I have nothing to do with them. Really? Huh? Yeah. I thought everybody needed to be associated with them. No? I don't know. I don't know how it works, man. Uh, listen, man. If anything... <laughs> I have no idea how it I works. Know, I know we're going on the record. Uh, there's a lot of things I would say yeah. that aren't very positive. Okay. If anything, they've made my life a lot more difficult, and I don't think I should be expressing it. Okay, then don't. Because don't if that. anything, in my eyes, if there's some sort of unification and you want to be the best body out there, you want to unify a whole industry. You can't have any conflicts have, of interest. No, you have to be a leader. You got to put people together. You got to bring out the best in everybody. You don't got to think about your best interests. But are they not uh, without getting us in trouble? No, I'm with another thing called UFC. That's You're what, a thing. That's what I thought. Yes. So, but I, 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 is there not a conflict of interest with Kafka where there's a little bit of favoritism to certain brands? Ah, listen. Am I right to say that? No, no, or? no. It isn't favoritism. It's like whoever uses that body yes. will uh, get that certification from them. I totally forgot. I'm wearing Chris's shirt, Dr. Marble and Granite. Uh, I was right. You got to get me a tea, man. I love that guy, Actually, man. So then, oh, you, you know Chris as well, too, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Legend. So, yeah. He's a, of course he's a legend. Look at that, eh? Out, Hard man. work. Look at that, eh? Oh, I, don't, I don't have a tea like that. Ugh. What's on the back? Big daddy, bro. Does it really? No, say no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> What does it say on the wipe? It says full. <laughs> <laughs> says full All mine. I like the sleeves, man. Hard thank work you, and dedication. You. It's been like it's all over varsity jackets too, man. Okay, so then hang on a sec. Stay close to the mic or bring the mic oh, towards oh, oh, you because I know yeah. you're going to be all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit fidgety. I, man. I need to put four mics on you, man. That's what I need to do. You just put one on my chest. No, no. I can no. walk around when we're I, talking. Okay, so back to the Cowboys. Back in 15 years ago, and okay. now there's more Cowboys now. What is it, Yellowstone now, or what's going on? Like, how bad is it out there? <sighs> Listen, man. I'm going to tell you one thing. I focus on myself. I don't look at who's doing what. But you got all I know you, is I got a good system in place. I I'm really good at training guys. I could clone guys. We have some of the best applicators. Uh, what other people do, I do my best to tell people how we do things. I don't compare. Is it a race to the bottom with clients though? When you guys go in and price, and then all of a sudden they say, "Hey, somebody else was here, and they're willing to." You do tell it. me where it isn't like that. I know it's everywhere. In so what we do is we go. We're really lucky. People already probably have heard of us, or we don't work with them. Uh, some contractors don't even care about a price. They go do the job, send us the bill. That's it. They trust us. You built a relationship. You built a brand. Yeah, brand, definitely. You we're built very a well known. Brand. Everybody knows you for that too. No. You don't want to mess her up. You already know that you're going to deliver a high quality product. That's it. That's it. 
And you know my team. Like, if you come, you know most of our guys. You've worked with us. Oh, I want that guy, that guy. Oh, he's coming there again. Oh, yeah, awesome. Guys are taking lunch to our guys. They're bringing them coffees. They have their numbers. They call them directly. If there's an issue, they could call them. If they want some extra work done, yeah, fine, do it, man. We don't care if there's an extra wall you want us to do. Is there a mad rush now to the end of the year kind of thing, man? When, listen, the, the, every, the rush every. starts in September, and it doesn't end until January. Where are you going to next? Where are you traveling next? Uh, we are first week of February. I'm in Revelstoke with the family. Nice. Second week, I'm in Nelson, B.C. at Whitewater for another week of snowboarding. Nice, man. Yeah. How old are the kids? My kids are three and six. Snowboarding? Yeah, I got my little one. He's three years old on it, man. He's a bullet. But he he's just he just goes and he goes too quick he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> Pick him up, go again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my daughter it. did not want to like train with me. I guess I'm a little too hard. Really? Sometimes I tend to forget I'm dealing with kids, right? Like, Come on, you can do it. But they heal fast. When they break, they heal fast, don't oh, they? Oh man, listen, let me not like you. us. My <laughs> we had my kids on ATVs at a very young age. And that's your kids I, are three and what? Three and six? Oh my god, my son's been on ATVs. Uh, he was like Since two. Two. Yeah. When's he going to start spraying? Honestly, if I can find the right <laughs> suit, I'll have him in crawl spaces by next year. <laughs> Get him into the little tight spots yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. No, man. Seriously, so he's ATVing already? Oh, he's ATVing, man. I'll show you videos. When's he going to buy a bike? Oh, I don't know if the wife's going to allow that. Listen, that's what, that's what we're getting to. He doesn't care. So, like, when we give him the ATV, he rides it not knowing, like, to steer at that time. He's steering now, but he wasn't steering back then. And then he'll hit go right underneath the trucks and hit his head. And then <laughs> he's damaged up. You know, I try like wiping it off. The wife sees him all banged up, you know, black and blue. But, you know, he's fine. The next just day, don't just, tell mommy. Just don't tell mommy. Oh, my God. I take photos of it to look back at it and laugh. That's hilarious, man. I'll probably pull up and show you what the kid looks oh, I'll like. I'll take a look at it yeah, later yeah, on, man. Let's get back to business, man. Okay, so how is the industry these days? Better or worse? Getting better or getting worse? Uh, depends. I think it's getting better. You still love it? Oh yeah, man. I'm you, so passionate about it. I wake lost, up every day. Never no, lost the no, love at all. Not no. at all, man. Seriously? No, not at all. Never had any bad experience. Fuck, you know, I'm on a beach and my toes are in the sand and I'm like already practicing spraying. Like, okay, fuck, I'm gonna get back. <laughs> are you still on the gun? Oh, are you fuck I ha yeah. Seriously, you're yeah. not training and just let them do it? I'm trained yeah, we have guys trained. But if I'm doing a custom house and we want to be You'll done do it, day, you'll pull the trigger? I was on the. I was gonna be on the trigger today if we didn't have that accident. Uh, what accident? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> no, it wasn't an accident. It was a yeah, so, situation. No, no, we were picking up material. Okay. And then we get so we get material delivered in totes. We don't give it get it in drums. Yes. And what happened was the tote slid off the forklift, and then it just. You got to see the video. Where did it land? In my shop. No. <laughs> and the tip. So like, if you know what a tote is, right? Four yeah. Four by four by four yeah, high. Yeah. And there's like a screw on top. It did fell. It everywhere? And then, like a volcano. And it shoot it. And like, if you look at the video and like, I first thing that I called the office, I go, hey guys, I go, get the video. I want to see how I reacted under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> like a play-by-play -play. oh yeah i didn't even miss a beat i ran i put my hand right there stopped it and then we tried so what happened was we bought another generator and there happens to be another generator in the way and we can't even so now we have to move the fucking generator the generator is long our forks aren't long enough we got to get around the other way the short side and it's just like we're on we're on it's going by the does second. it look like a fire hose like it's just shooting right out the guys are still at the shop cleaning oh 
Yeah, man. We've that been bad? There for, oh, yeah, because by the time you wipe everything, absorbent down. No harm? Like, the, the, the single chemical is fine, right? No, no, it's fine, man. We had no drains anywhere anyway, so we're lucky. Wow. We're just wiping down doors, wiping down the fridge, wiping the down this. The whole thing this. emptied out? The whole thing? No, believe it or not, I saved it at uh, huh? 20%. It's not bad. Well, still. Still thousands. So hang on a sec. So it fell. Sideways. How it was just being picked out, like pulled out incorrectly, imbalanced? I was the one in charge of the forklift. So you... So everybody left. And then what happened this morning was delivery comes around 6, 6.30, whatever time. And today they go to me. No, so I got there. When we got there, they're like, we're going to be a little bit late. All right, cool. Okay. So everybody went out and I was waiting. I stayed back. Okay. So when I was doing it, it literally slid off the forks, like slow motion. I saw it in my face. I couldn't... Anyways, the bottom line is, uh, did we recoup? Were we on top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, anyways. And that's why it wasn't on the gun today. And this is why I happened to be with you today. So the stars aligned and we're here together. Well, the truth is that something negative happened and you saved it and you ran into action and took care of it. And the team is still working on it. And that's it. Well, you know what I learned? It's a learning I, experience. I think on my policies and procedures, I'm going to put, we got to put a chain to the forklift and the tote. So that's like extra strength, you know? So Safety. Yeah. Because I didn't have that. So I'm not like, oh, we'll put that there. So next time we don't lose that much money again. How come they don't do drums? Stop uh, we got a different setup, brother. That's all it is? We're a way different setup. Streamlining? No, no. It is. We go through a lot more material, number one. Plus, you know how, like, have you ever tried using canned foam in the wintertime? It's more difficult. Nothing comes out. It's too cold. It's too cold. So the most important thing is you got to keep your material, both sides. Oh. At room temperature. Because your machine only operates delta 50 Fahrenheit. Oh, interesting. I didn't so when your that. material's cold and you're pumping foam in someone's wall and you don't have the right temperatures. You're not going to get the right. You're not going to get the right. We're going to have a problem. Yeah. We're going to. And we have a lot of those. How are the inspectors with you guys these days? Are they all? I mean, on, we, I think because of us, they give us the. All, we've worked with so many of them. We know. You them. see them all the time. Yeah. And you're not hiding anything. We got nothing to hide. Right. That's why. I see Plus a lot we're of guys all certified. They outright, you know, now it's like become uh, the same thing. Daily worksheet, certification, uh, scope of project. You'd be surprised how many guys that have like you got to ask for this crap. Well, <sighs> I'm just saying. No, man. you know, you're totally right. You're right. And us and our end, the way it works is there's a batch number on the phone. Yes. Okay. Yes. You only do your density test. For one batch. Yes. So you could have 10, 30, 50 drums, all same batch numbers. So we do one for our records. We don't got to give it to anybody else. And that's all they care about. But what's happening now is clearly the inspectors want the onus on the subtrades. So really? they want all the information possible they could get on you. So there's nothing on them. Accountability. We'll take it, man. Why are we seeing so many horror stories about foam? What is the reason? I feel like in the beginning, that whole marketplace. That uh, story. Yeah. Which was, by the way, for everybody who ever watched that, was total horseshit. Because you it got was, it. It, yes, was, it exactly. was a CBC story, so yes. a Canadian journalist story, which I've got no respect for that organization to begin with. Uh, doing a story about a, an American job. But they, no, this was here in Huntsville, man. It no, was here the in story, Canada. No, it was. It, it, I found out later on that the actual house was in the states. Oh no, no, I know the guys that sprayed it. Oh really? Yes. This is the one that they were talking about that the whole house had to be condemned. 
ah, the roof came off itself. But it wasn't even that no, bad. No, they were talking about the whole house. Needs Listen, to be we don't we don't understand people's sensitivity levels either, eh? That's true too. So you could say you're smelling something, and I ain't smelling nothing. It's that, and then invisible. you do a VOC test, and it's below levels. Well, who's at fault now? So what was the problem with that story then? What was the problem with that product? I think they sprayed just when they said they checked for core samples. It was. 0.25 of an inch thick. It was. Yeah. It shouldn't even. What they did was beyond. They shouldn't even done it. Really? Yeah. Huh? They only did one pass. Uh, no, they did multiple passes, but I think like first, like one of them was just a little bit thicker. That's all it was. Yeah. Hey, Lamp, back in the day, it wasn't as forgiving. That's a long time. It was like that's fifteen. 15 uh, years ago, man. Uh, yeah, that's right. That was, yeah. a, that was a long time ago. Shit's changed by then. Yeah. Well, foam's a little bit more forgiving now. Yeah, they got foam that's like uh, in the states, especially high lift passes where you could go. I think five to six inches at once. Why is foam separating from some some family members? Why does that happen? Few things, man. It could be moisture levels. It could be in the timber. Yeah, exactly, man. Okay, that's important. Uh, not too many people uh, use a moisture meter check for levels. Never seen anybody pull it up. They just assume your job site's fine. Honestly, to me too, man. Because I have it. I have a density kit. Uh, we'll put it. Same thing. You're supposed to do humidity measures. You check yes. the weather. It shows you the humidity. Yes. Uh, just like duct tape. You know, you try to put like let's say your windows are condensated. You try to put duct tape on it. It doesn't stick. Yeah. Same thing with a wet substrate. So you got to check for that. But I mean, after a while, you touch it. You know if it's wet or not. You spray it. You'll see it right there if you're a good sprayer. It either peels off. And then you could do an adhesion test. If it's there, you're good. You know, when you're doing the adhesion test, you do the density test at the same time. And Bob's your uncle. Once you get all that stuff done. What makes a good sprayer? Uh, you got to understand hard work, grit, discipline. Like, we're really grinding it out there, man. Yeah. I, like, I'll tell you, when I first started, what really caught my attention, the guy goes, you only got a five-year career. He goes, most guys last five years. True. And I was like, damn. Even man. five years is a long time. I think so too. Well, listen, you can't get good in five years, man. You'll probably get to your peak level. Maybe, no, not even, man. I still, I'm still. But you've learning. been doing it for 15 years, but you're not always on the gun. Uh, listen, yeah, but I do different things, right? I take uh, supplements. I take a lot of vitamins. I take fish oils. I take stuff from my joints. It all helps I you? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't drink pop. I drink a lot of water, black coffee. I watch my diet. I eat no junk food. I don't eat sugar. I mean, I got to be optimal at all times, right? Mind and body. I think everybody should be the same way. Because yeah. if you want a long career, like let's say you want 20, 25 years, well, guess what? You better watch what you're eating. Put I it had, in your body. I had a crew show up one morning, man, just reeking a pot, eh? <laughs> I had to send them away, man. Like, I had to send them away. I had to, man. I just If the client smelled it, I'm on the hook. Okay, this is when you were on a job. Oh, set. yeah, I this is my... I came here no, and you're like, No, no, here I don't give a shit. Smoke pot. I mean, I don't care, but I mean, I Listen, can't smoke yeah, inside no, here, but... You know, you only get one shot at a good first impression. That's why. You can't be smelling like booze. You yeah. can't be smelling like weed. Uh, you got to be clean. Uh, when they speak to you, try and be as well-spoken as possible because yes. they got to have confidence in you. Yes. You're putting a chemical in my I'm house. I'm not staying in there. I'll stay there for maybe a minute at the most. To see what's going on. And then I'm out of there because I'm not going to wear the suit. Listen, bro, you'll know who's good right off the bat how they start doing prep. Yeah, I know. The way they walk in there, man, if you got that swagger, you're like, okay, man, these boys are ready for if They're ready to rock and roll and they're lining up the, the window spacing properly, taping it properly. Or even if they do a walkthrough. Yeah. Hey, Manny, by the way. What uh, do you want to do here? Yeah, what do you want to exactly. do here? What do you want to do here? 
I know. They got to follow up with if you, If they man. don't speak to you at all, at all, and I'm like going, dude, man, do you not want to walk through this shit? And this is where it gets, you're right, you're right. See, having good communication is important, but how about the people that English isn't their first language? Ah, uh, construction is its own language. We can communicate. Oh, okay, yes, Easy man. enough to communicate. Oh, yeah. I bet you any money, take anybody, any immigrant, anybody, and I'll be able to communicate with them on a job site about that specific trade. Listen, man, I totally will be able to. I, I'm the same way. I got that skill. It's uh, years of traveling in foreign countries and not knowing the language. Yes. And number two, for us, you want to be a good spray former. You got to be psychic, man. We yes. got. We're first of all. I don't. There's no trade out there that wears a mask for eight to ten hours a day. You guys with are the, the suit only on. ones. Yeah. That's hard on your body. No shit, man. You're basically an astronaut of construction. And guess what? You're back in the day. We didn't have Wi-Fi and stuff, so we couldn't listen to podcasts. You guys can listen to podcasts while you're spraying now? Oh, bro, I listen to everything, man. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. You got the headset inside the suit? No, 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 man. I put it in my ears. Oh, and yeah. Then and then you put the suit on. on. That's smart. So now you could either listen to music. Or a podcast. That, there you go, You probably man. listen to a, po a podcast of you teaching how to spray. I don't, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you imagine? Just like... <laughs> and they're no, listening to you, man. There's no way you could t explain it. Yeah, no, it's all yeah, hands. You on. have to show it. Yeah, yeah. It's touch. There's you're no, a painter. There's more to it than that. I you know. gotta understand. First of all, you gotta learn to drive, because that's a lab on wheels. If you don't know how to drive oh, a truck man. or a rig that's to the a, job site, that's a serious point. That's a very serious. And let me tell you, man, the way MTO's going, they love pulling you guys over because they know there's chemicals. They in them. love pulling. Uh, the way the way I see it, I've been seeing it. The <laughs> I, think, I don't know if I told you this. No. It seems like they like pulling over anybody who's working. Who are we going to get the most tickets from that they're going to pay? People are working. Hey, listen, man. Our shop's down by Dairy. I get off at 410. 7 o'clock, I see police setting up shop. 930, I'm heading back. They're leaving. Well, why are they there from 7 to 930? Pulling them over? And giving them tickets. Are you kidding me? You got it. Tickets for what? I don't know. Maybe they see with their seatbelt. They see you on the phone. They're giving tickets. This really? is an MTO. We're just talking regular police officers. Wow. Hey, man, got to pay for word works or something. I know, but those are harsh tickets to begin with. And I, I it's almost like fishing in a barrel, Oh, right? man. I'm, I'm, it's not listen, fair. Let's, and that's how I feel about MTO. Like, there's been times, okay, you pull me. They ask certain questions, right? And they'll ask me. And I'm really, really respectful. And I'll be like, listen, man, that wasn't on my G exam. Because, like, our trucks are hydraulics, right? Yes. Hydraulic brakes. Yes. And we're under the weight category, so we could drive with the G. Okay. And I see where they're going. They're trying to catch you to do something. You know, hey, okay, listen, man. I'll tell you exactly where the brake lines are. I see what's going on here. The nipples have been greased. Uh, the exhaust is fine. Like, it's intact. All right, he realizes that. You know. I'm on top of the game. Yes. Same truck a week later. Younger guy gets pulled over. Crack in. There, there's a cra there was a crack in my front bumper. They took the plates off the truck. Like, come on, guys. Our shop is not even a block away. You're pulling our plates off. Wow. They're being that strict. You don't know who it is, right? You don't know what kind of day they had. Maybe they had a bad day. They're taking on somebody. It's not right, though. No, I don't think so. I think I think they should have a list. Their job is to keep us safe. Hey, man, let's have a talk. You're doing this. You know what this is? Or let me offer you to this course. Let's go here, uh, do a weekend course, and learn more about cars so we have more educated drivers on the road. I agree. But I don't think that's what they want to do. They want to give out tickets. They want the tickets to be out. You ever fight? No well, listen, to, eh? I I do. I'm not proud to say it, but I used to have a lot of tickets. And the funny thing is, what I win for the examination, yeah. like you know, you're like you, you get too many tickets. Oh, 
I knew the guy. You too? You've been there? I've been there. <laughs> we all been there, man. It just happens. Haven't been there in a while, but no, no. same here, man. You got to smarten up eventually one day. Oh no, I'm really good. Late, I'm re- last five years. I'm a rock star. Perfect. I'm like an old man. I know. No, oh, I wouldn't say I'm an old man. No, listen, no, I drive so cautiously. Speed limit and everything. Oh yeah. Oh, first really? of all, li- I live. I live where the 410 finishes. Right. You remember how they extended it to when it Ontario? Yeah. When it turns. Exactly. Okay. Now watch this. It turns, and I live right off her Ontario up the street. Okay. There are mornings I wake up. And there's an undercover and two police officers on a Sunday morning giving tickets to churchgoers. There's a mechanic down the street that I go to. I go to, like, I'm usually within five kilometers. I deal with, like, so my personal vehicles in Caledon or commercial vehicle right across the street. I got um, diesel truck mechanics. Yeah. And the guy was telling me when they completed the 410, ready for this, the first year they gave out enough tickets to pay for the construction costs of the highway. Do you wish you could spend less time estimating jobs and more time doing them? Complete estimates faster and more reliably with the integrated graphical takeoff tools in Padabit Quantify. No time to learn a digital estimating platform? No problem. Padabit's new marketplace feature connects mechanical and electrical contractors with qualified estimators looking for contract work. Quantify provides the virtual space for estimators and contractors to share estimates and collaborate directly on our platform. Go to www.padabit.com to book a software demo or sign up for a free two-week trial today. From what? Is that little Giving that, out tickets. that bottom little stretch where yeah, you, it yeah, changes? Exactly. Yes. So you got to be certain kilometer. Now I've been up. there so many times and I'm like, this is a trap, man. Oh, they got me f- going snowboarding. I used to go up there to Blue Mountain. They got me on there too before back in the day, but never thought about it till I moved there. Now wow. I get on that street. Old man Muhammad, just slow and steady, 80 kilometers an hour. Even, even so what? Watch this. So when the highway finishes and it curves, yes. it drops. Yes. It's 90 now. It gives you one sign to let you yeah, know that yeah, it drops. Yeah, you got to know. I know. My son was born February 1st. I rushed my wife to the hospital. He's born. I'm going home to get my daughter to bring her back. Right at the curve, I get caught. Now, this is the only time I could play this card that I've had a child. I go, I go listen, I'm really sorry. I'm excited. I got to pick up my daughter. I live right there. And he's like, all right, man, just give me your license. I've never <laughs> eaten a ticket in 30 seconds. It's for your safety. He goes to me and I was on my way. <laughs> so <laughs> It's a bad spot, man. It's not, it's not a fair spot. This is why, like, I, I, like, I truly appreciate, you know, the boys in uniform. But they have to play with us, man. Hey, guys, let's do this. Let's do that. Don't be shooting uh, they just us down. Quarter, yeah, man. They just want to get tickets. That's I mean, we, listen, we got guys in place right away. We're in court anyways. Let's talk a little history and construction. You ready for this, man? Oh, yeah. What do you want to know? History. <laughs> what do I want to know? I'm sharing the information. Nine, history. Nine, of, <laughs> history <laughs> what do you want to know? Here, read it. Let's do it. Here, I'll, I'll tell you. History of spray foam insulation. Polyurethane foam was created by a German industrial chemist named Otto Bayer in the 1930s. Yes, yes. In the 1940s, the technology was brought to the U.S. by the president of war effort conglomerate called Mobay. Mobay? Mobay? Mobay. It was used in military and aviation applications. In 1953, Walter Bowman, uh, Blendometer. 
uh, combine chemical components to create the expanding foam now used in home installation. The original machine required the user to mix the foam manually, so it was insufficient and expensive. The first dedicated spray foam machine was made by Fred Gusmer in 1963. The yeah, spray yeah. foam nozzle made the installation more efficient and affordable. Correct. Ease of installation and energy crisis of the 70s made spray foam very popular. Now, if it is selected for it is selected for its high R value, moisture resistance, durability, and longevity. Yes. But spray foam is not waterproof. <clears throat> is it? <laughs> I have done on, on like uh, personal family members' houses where we've dug out the foundation and sprayed foam against uh, the concrete foundation on the exterior. Exterior, yeah. I can believe that. And nothing penetrated through, and it's been a good fifteen years. Actually, believe it or not, he got us to do the other side this year, too. No, I can believe that. When I say waterproof, is like I'm not going to spray foam a boat and then put it into a lake or something like that. And then that could work, too. Depend. Yeah, a lot of boats are, are spray foamed. But the foundation wall, I can believe that because it's going to act like a drainage board membrane. It's basically separating earth moisture from the foundation concrete. Pretty much. So when it hits, it goes straight down right to the weeper, weeper brings it away you got so it it never penetrates the concrete stays dry we did not put drainage boards on that one it was straight foam two inches it was perfectly fine it's perfectly fine man and obc was fine inspector was fine with that one yo no inspection here man on it's that a residential one? house yeah really nothing, no inspection no nothing we just did it 15 years ago nothing's happened to oh, it oh way back when yeah 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 that's back in the that's even before drainage but what I, listen but spray foam is not Meant to be used as waterproof. No. Uh, let me just put that on no, the record so people don't. aren't there uh, coming up with ideas. Anybody asking for half pound these days? Yeah, all the time, man. Why? We use it for sound. Just for sound? Because it does work for sound. It, listen, if you're sometimes, you know, garage ceiling, living space above it, we're spraying onto wood. Subdivisions are still like that. Subdivisions we're don't do two that, pounds. Eh? But half pound only gives you what our value per inch? I think just under four. Per inch, eh? Yeah. So it's not that much less so than like regular. So like if your floor is like a 2 by 10 or 2 by 8 or even 2 by 12, 7 and a half inches, you usually fill it up. And you like it for the sound purposes as well. Yeah, yeah. Makes it well, Listen, it has the same STC value as Roxol, same STC as Quiet Zone fiberglass. But I mean, as soon as you want to put Roxol in a ceiling that has wires or plumbing, what happens? Oh, it crumbles. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, fiberglass, you know, rodents nest, if rodents get in there. Yeah. So usually we recommend open. It's not even an upsell. We couldn't even care less. I want to. Sorry. No, no. And like when people are installing other types of sound dampening products, they're installing it wrong. I remember I did a job. This is way back when. Used two pound foam. Yeah. I was getting these emails. I got ants in the house. Uh, like, okay. Well, we think it's coming from where the window well was being foamed, right? Sure enough, like we discovered, and mites or ants? Because sorry, Termites no, no. Uh, well, ants. I'll get the the story unfolds. So uh, they say that if you see one ant in your house, like a black carpenter ant, um, it's by fluke. If you see a second ant, there could potentially be a nest. If you see a third ant, there's a nest, right? So sure enough, we they saw three, four ants. So we traced it right back to the window well that was foamed. And sure enough, opened up a little section of it and more ants came out. And then all of a sudden opened up a bigger section of it. Now ants with wings came out. And there was a nest. They built a nest inside the foam. 
whole nest inside Listen, the phone. You could dig through it. I've seen termites go through it too. I, I've asked. I asked at the time, Kafka. I was like, "Dude, I thought I was under the impression that ants don't eat through foam," and they go, "They don't." And I'm like, "Listen, here's some pictures, man. I have a nest here in the foam. Have you ever seen that?" Yeah, I have. I got pictures of it. So too, uh, if they're saying that, um, and Listen, there, there must have been a something to make a nest. There must have been an ideal condition, food source somewhere, or they're protected. Moisture, or something. Like There's got to be an ideal situation for them. So that's why they would start growing there because they like here's we're pitching tent. This is our house. Probably. But I was surprised that they ate through the foam. Yeah, termites. Well, termites do. They will go through the foam to get their food source. Really? Rolls do the same thing. They'll dig a hole if they got to try and get through somewhere. Wow. But it's so airtight that even if they dig a hole, it becomes a vortex. You know, the pressure difference? Yeah. Uncomfortable living environment. They're out of there. Do mice like it? No, mice no, don't go through it. No, They don't touch it. I've, I've noticed rodents in general don't like it. So, But rodents will nest in fiberglass. and Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we see it all the time when oh you open God. it up and you see all the black spots and then all the mice poop and oh, stuff. Oh, haven't you ever? Every attic has mice poop that has fiberglass. Every. Where do they? It's the time of season now. It's the winter. They all come inside. Oh yeah. Well, there's a little bit of heat there. No one's bothering them. It's comfy. They have no predators. It's like a duvet. There's foods right there. Yeah. It's yeah, a duvet yeah. from Home Sense <laughs> for the mice. That's what it is, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hang out here. <laughs> foods downstairs. <laughs> so, how many guys are there nowadays, man? Are there too many spray foam companies out there, or what? Oh, Everybody, listen, everybody's too, getting on this train. There's too many of everything. Too Every, many. Too many you know, bad. Too many good. I don't focus on the bad, brother. Like I said, so leave I just, it alone. I don't even know who's out there. All I know is what we do. I come to work, uh, make sure everybody is better than they were yesterday. How many guys you got working for you now? There's nine of us right now. Nine. How yeah. many crews you got? Uh, there's three crews. Wow. But we have eight trucks, uh, five spray foam, two blown in, and then one just floating truck. Wow. So even if something breaks down. Oh, we're, that's the whole point. You always got to keep, keep a spare rig. Ready to go. Exactly. Just in case. Listen, man, no one likes getting screwed over on their schedule. Like if, even if we were friends and you liked me, hey, Manny, we got to bump you. Ooh. Mm, it's going to hurt. Because we're not, we we're not friends anymore. No, it's going to hurt, man. Yeah. And then not only that, like the jobs we're doing, these like, you know, 10,000, 15,000, like even bigger, like not residential houses. The mortgages they carry on that stuff, you delay somebody a day or two, that that trickle effect is phenomenal. How did that job work out? The one, the the last one that I showed you? showed me, yeah. That was a massive job, man. We haven't even started it. We're waiting I on I thought that. the green light was before. Yeah. Was uh, like yeah, yeah, just before I left. Yeah, yeah. bro, we got the, the check's ready for you. Okay, cool. I can't come right now. We're too busy. I'll come when I come back. Okay, I'm coming. So they're waiting? They said the check wasn't ready, and now we're waiting. It's got to be all snow up there now. Listen, I couldn't care less, man. We're just too busy. So uh, gonna have to wait uh, number one, we don't even follow up. Like, we'll talk to people. We'll send them a quote. You call us when you're ready. If you're not, that's okay. I understand. What was the delay? Foundation? I have no idea. I didn't even ask. They weren't ready. I don't even know what they're doing. I haven't followed up. That I just was called. A big, how many square feet? That was like over 10, wasn't it? Uh, no, actually, no, it was 14,000 square feet of uh, foundational wall. So, Jeez. What was it? 1,200 linear feet. But then they added even more there because of the garages there. So it came to like 2,000 linear feet. They wow. wanted more done. But I'm not going to pull the trigger from not getting that uh, deposit check. You got to wait for it. Hey, listen, that's how it goes. You give us a deposit, you get on the schedule. You don't give us a deposit, you're going to wait in line. Price-wise, where are you at? You bottom, mid, high, uh, fair? Honestly, I don't know what the other prices are out there. But all I know is... 
what we offer is, uh, you know, we're certified, insured. We have a heated warehouse, heated trucks. The product we give out there uh, good. is ta- as good as it gets. So for us to make a healthy margin, uh, that's our price point. Like, I don't sit there, oh, he did it for $2. Right? No, no, man. You, the clients never. I don't even know. They don't renegotiate. They don't say, listen, Mohammed, come come down two points. No? Ah, some people do. Depends. As soon as they do that, you know, we'll try and make them happy. Two points ain't going to kill us. No. But half, yeah, you might end up. Oh, you might man. end up with a black Someone, eye. Someone's asking for half. No, man. You know the people no that don't way. own the construction. No way, <laughs> man. You can't run a business that way. For us, it's different, though. We know exactly what our numbers are, and there's only so much we could do. If you want a great product, you know, a good quality install, that's our rate. Why did you get into foam? Oh man, you don't even want to know the story. I do want to know the story. That's why so I asked here, the question. Uh, as a family, we all lay floors. Uh, been at it forever since teenagers. Okay. Uh, but we work for this insurance restoration company. Okay. But he was leaving. You guys want in on this? Yeah, sure, man. It sounds like, you know, we already do a lot of work for you guys. Uh, I had a cousin that was a PM for another insurance restoration company at the time. Okay. You probably already know their names. And, uh, but he had a truck at the time. And he was going and he said, he was usually every job we do, we need this and no one's doing it. Well, that's what you think no one's doing because no one's marketing correctly. Everybody has a truck. So, uh, long story short, he didn't sell us the company, sold it to a friend, and we had already given him the deposit, which he didn't refund. But Ooh. I did. Hey, but he's going away, man. You got to make up something. Eh? Either you pay him the rest to get a truck, or he's going to walk away with uh, your money there. I double checked with another company to see at the time, La Pola. And I was there, and one of their sales guys was Jeff. Okay. And I go, I wanted to get a price. And then I came to like 100 and something thousand, whatever it was. Uh, and then Jeff's like, oh, so anyways, that was my relationship with Jeff. And then we came across that truck and I go back to Jeff again. Hey man, I go, there's this truck for sale for this price. And he goes, who is it? And I gave it. And then he goes, buddy, I built that truck. Buy it. Goes, that's a steal. So that's how we ended up with the truck. And then you kind of had to choose one trade because the way it works with foam, if those lines are not pumping material, you know, those lines harden up. And you're going to at least a lot of problems, crystallization, um, off-ratio so You're foam. pretty much spraying every day. Oh, yeah, man, all trucks. What happens during the holiday times or something? Oh, like? it doesn't matter. There's like It depends how you operate. Really. There's a leniency. You could probably wait two weeks, a month without pumping nothing through it. And it'd be fine still yeah. at that point? But once you get to two and a half, three months, it does harden. No, that's, that's too long. Well, there's ways around it. Like you could pump. There's certain chemicals out there that will loosen it up. Hot okay. flushes. Okay. But you got to know what you're doing. A lot of people don't even know how to do that. Spray foam is a lot of it is maintenance, man. Oh, man. My whole, I'm a tech. You're talking to a super tech. Yeah, you're, you're looking at the guns and the hoses and the whole system. Oh, man. I haven't even started yet. We're talking about trucks and we went off topic. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> did you finish about the truck? No. Okay, so driving. You got to be a good driver. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I love that you keep bringing that up because it's a chemical on wheels. It's a, it's a farm. It's a lab on lab, wheels, yeah. man. We're coming to you. Yeah. People, actually, people don't understand it's like a miracle. People are coming to you doing this. Number two, the truck. How's the truck built? You got a compressor. Got a generator. You have a, sp- a spray foam reactor. Then you got pumps. Then you got hoses. Then you got a gun. Then you got to figure out your weight. You got to combine all of that together. Under- so you got to have like mechanical knowledge, knowledge of compressors. You got to understand some sort of uh, hydraulic knowledge, pneumatics. You got to combine all of that together. 
and then you have that on ratio foam. <laughs> yeah. Then you got to actually deliver the product. Yeah. After you maintain everything in and out of the truck. Yeah, you have yeah, like I said, man, you got to like for us we're lucky. Uh, you know, generators once a month we do oil changes. Once a month we change the air filter on the generators. Every 3 months uh, we do our compressor oil changes. Every month I'll change those filters too depending. It's different. We have like rotary screw and we have pistons. What's the sprayer that you're using? Like, what do you mean by sprayer? I don't know. Is it a Greco or something? Or I don't oh, know. yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, listen, that's the thing. When you're buying a product, you got to make sure you can get spare parts really quick. Okay. So you want to buy a product that's going to be good for you in the long run. Okay. So, yeah, our whole setup is Greco. It's a good machine, right? Listen, you take care of it, man. They've been, I've, they've, I've been using it for 15 years. Nothing wrong with them. So basically the same kind of machine for industrial. For painting. Yeah, for yes. painting. That's, that, what I that's thought a it single was. pump, and yeah. ours is a dual pump. So we have two pumps on the side. You need that extra push? Is that why? No, because it's a two-part component. One pump oh, is the so you're ISO, throwing, okay. the second pump is the resin, and it pumps it through the hose, and it comes to the gun, and the air allows the piston to go back and forth on I the gun. As soon as it triggers, the foam hits, and it's foam instantaneously within a second or two. So it's all it's separated right to the very tip. Right to the gun. But the starting point is at the at the the actual two different components. components. Yeah, the pumps like in the A side. At what point does it go through the sprayer? No, it goes through the machine. The machine. Into the hose. Yes. Then to the gun. So the gun, when you trigger it, it pulls back Got right it. there. The Got two, it. The pressure hits and it shoots out foam. So what's the trick to maintaining the gun? Because I know that you guys are always picking at it as if you guys are dentists, man. Yeah, buddy. Every five minutes you're cleaning it. You have to, eh? Yeah, because what's what What's building up is there? What is it? it? The foam happens right at the tip. So obviously you're getting foam. You got to clean it for like a better pattern, better yield. Got it. To make it look more aesthetically pleasing for some people. So what's the trick if you're doing a wall cavity? Where do you start? Where do you end? Everybody's different, man. So you just got to find your, your... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some people do bottom up. Some people do top down. I don't know if you're left-handed, right-handed. I like to go from left to right, me personally. Do you go full up and down? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, some people come okay. back again. But like for me, it's like time sensitive. So what I'll do is I'll start one cavity, top down, next one top down, till I finish all the walls. Then I'll go back and come give back. it the second coat. And that's how you're training the guys to do it? That's how every, yeah. Well, we're together spraying. They, we're side by side usually. Yeah. And then you, you're, you've gotten to the point where you can spray and it's like just on the edge of how thick it's supposed to be. And then you don't have to do that much carving. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Minimum carving? Minimum scraping, brother. That's it? Yeah, yeah. We get it right there. But I, no, no, honestly. No, because I've totally, seen some where totally. it's like, you, man. You have to be an artist. What, do you guys got a turkey going on tonight or what's going on, man? There's oh, like my God. So the amount much. of scraping yeah. you got. Yeah. If you're like a new new sprayer, yeah, definitely. But then there's ways around it. They have to understand that they could play with their pressures. A lot of people don't even know this. Like, lower your pressure, less foam is going to shoot out. You know? You're, you know, you got, your foam doesn't look good. Maybe increase the temperature a little bit. Maybe keep your material warmer. Is it important that the foam looks good? Or is it just all Ripley? It doesn't matter. I personally like that it looks nice and smooth. Yeah, listen, yeah. When it looks nice and smooth, you think the guy spraying knows what he's doing. You assume it. Well, we had, it's funny, the other day we did a job for a guy that's a professor head of college, and <laughs> he was complaining that the foam didn't look smooth. And we're like, this is really good foam here. And he's like, and he pulls out a picture. He goes, that's how I want it. And I go, that's. 
that's our job site. I know who sprayed <laughs> that job, and it's that guy, you know? So it just depends on that day. It could be humidity levels. It could be the substrate you're reacting. spraying on. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's really hard. If you're spraying a Quonson hut, corrugated metal roof, onto brick, block walls, a dimple board in the basement, yeah, it could be tough to make it look smooth. What are some of the painful jobs that you guys have done? Spraying what? Oh, man. One one that comes to mind is probably York University where they only had like 18 inches of clearance underneath it. What was it? Uh, they had these old buildings. We had to go underneath it, remove the fiberglass, and then spray it. And the guy kept telling us, you know, I'm going to check. It's like, buddy, your belly won't even fit through that hole. What are you checking? Tight? Really? It was really? Oh, my God. Your mask is touching the bottom. Um, and you're spraying while and you're this in is, there? this is where confined spaces training it comes in really... Handy, you know, because everybody knows what to do. Something happens, you could rescue the guy because you don't know somebody could fade. Something could happen. Yeah, and it's it is it's a scary job if you think about it, man. We like like just happened in Mississauga, uh, that water main broke and a guy drowned drowned there. No one's even talking about it. What happened there, buddy? I don't know, man. But that's scary. I wouldn't even put myself. Sorry, man. Yeah, I just get so revved up when I, <laughs> I you know, because I'm so even for my guys. Like, I don't know what I don't happened. Put there. Anybody in a position where they're gonna get harmed? Yeah, because you got to figure out it's if something happens. It. How can I get them out? You know, this is your team. So I don't know. Somebody put that guy in their water main. Went. You know, they lost that guy, and it's hush hush. We've heard nothing about it. We haven't. We just saw all the chaos there. Lots that of was it. police vehicles, ambulance, and like I yearn for that family, man. You see your dad going to work that day. You don't see him back again. Who's looking out for that guy? And you guys being in tight spots and you got a suit on, but if you're moving around and you scratch yourself and now you're having exposed and all of a sudden you're getting chemicals inside your system. Listen, like you have the, a mask on. That's yeah. most important. But then you have a Tyvek suit on that keeps protects you. Uh, if you get, if it rips, is it really going to get there? I don't think no, so. No, but I mean, it's just like, it's, t you can panic, right? It's easy for. I panic more around asbestos. Really? Oh yeah, man. I don't want that one bit of fiber coming in into air. my lungs. I know. It's bad. Like, if I knew there was asbestos in a house or Michaelite and they removed it, even if they tested it, there's no, nothing in it, we're not doing it, man. I don't want to do it. I don't want my guys to do it. I want no one in that house. Just bring the team to do it, man. No, no, no. I look out for them, man. I care about them. Just as much as if I wouldn't do it, I'm not going to stick anybody in harm's way either. You guys also do blown in. Oh, yeah, man. You don't touch bath, though, eh? No. Just blown in. Well, we're pro-foam, obviously. Are you... Um, sucking out the old blown in too. Yeah, we do that. The big vacuum. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you, man. We we did a lot of jobs back in the day where. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll share a story with you. Um, <laughs> you tried doing it and you got sucked up. No, by the no, 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 it's no. A powerful no, vacuum, no. man. If I've, that catches you, you're finding an anaconda <laughs> in there, man. Especially <laughs> in a tight little attic. I was a spectator on this one, man. So, yeah, we were having it all sucked out. And, yeah, you know, they use, what is it, an 8-inch hose or something? Like a 6-inch hose? It's a huge hose, right? Yeah, and with that 20-horsepower engine. It <laughs> sucks. Like, you can, like, you will suck, right? And, and it's amazing how fast it just sucks the material out of the addict. But I follow the line, and it goes to a bag. And the bag starts to grow, like, starts to expand as it's filling up volume, Right. Listen, brother, you better stay away from that bag. <laughs> so as the bag was growing, I'm the noticing this little pin, little pinhole on the top. <sighs> so you know where this is going. Bro, yeah, so this the, bag's the, on the, the front. The pirate's going to happen This is the front lawn of the house that we're about to renovate, and this is how we're starting the job with it being sucked out all the old yeah, bonnet, yeah. right? So I'm watching this pin, and I'm looking at the guys, and I'm like going, should we be concerned? 
goes, no, no, we're fine. We're good. Oh, yeah, put some duct tape on that quick. <laughs> so he left it alone, and the bag kept on growing. Kept on growing, and that little pinhole kept on. Oh, my God. Shooting I know up. this is going already, And I'm just man. watching Christmas this, and I'm literally, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just backing up. Eh? I'm just backing up from it, right? <laughs> and I'm just... And then I'm just standing there and the crew's inside and I'm just standing there and all of a sudden, pop, and it just went everywhere. Oh, I know. It was like it was snowing in July. Oh, my God. And it was all the blown Cover in. your face. It was, I ran away from it, yeah. man, like it was a nuke or something. And it was just like, there was it was everywhere. So I, a crew comes down and he goes, what happened? And I was like, <laughs> like yeah, what do you think happened, man? <laughs> that little pinhole. And so he's like, oh, damn it. He's freaking out. It's like, listen, I'm out of here. Have a good evening. They you were, you took off, yeah, because they're going to make you I, I got, sweep. I got nothing to do with this now, right? I'm like, I have nothing to do. I walked away. I get a phone call in the morning. We were there until like 1 o'clock in the morning cleaning everybody. They were vacuuming the whole fucking neighborhood. You have to. The whole you neighborhood have to. they were vacuuming. Yeah, man. Man, put a piece of duct tape or something on that no, hole. No, there's a trick to that. What's the trick? Let me tell you. So I already. <laughs> it was entertaining. I'm telling you that right now, I bet man. I would have been there right away because I'm always like, if I see guys, I'll run out, introduce myself. Hey, man. I was like, I'll put a tape. You want me to put a tape? No, no, don't, don't worry about that. It's fine. It's all good. Don't there's, worry. There's another. Okay, so what you do is those are the little nails and rocks. That hit okay? the bag. So you yeah. got to get. it's. There's this gadget right that you connect to the two hoses before it gets sucked into the machine there's an output too oh so since it's harder the nails fall down and it collects ah, the nails smart they didn't do that and the other way around it is we do a little bit different we have the totes we put the bag in there and then we have the hose up high and it blows down so we're that's not blowing to you. That's we're not blowing it to anybody's house. Because that's volume. A, yeah. I know. We're in a confined space. If it blows up, it's blowing up inside that truck. Nobody's going to get hurt. Because the worst thing is, you know, something goes in your eye and you got... It looked like a volcano erupted. Oh, my God. It's it horrible, all man. all over the place, man. You're it like funny. You're, you beeline. Like, I, was, I was just like... I, <laughs> I, I heard it... <laughs> it's coming it's gonna erupt run that's another thing sometimes they fill it up too much because there's different types of bags out there it's true you have bags that are they could take a little bit more pressure and then obviously everybody buys a cheap bag because you don't want to spend so much money on the expensive bags doesn't that shit get heavy though like it was just on the lawn shouldn't it be on a trailer or something like that so it's ready to go holy fuck man. they're gonna break their backs trying to lift that thing well, not now because it opened up. Again, I, again, back to safety. <laughs> what I'm telling you about people doing this. Yeah. Like, yeah, somebody told them, I don't want, like, lifting anyone heavy weights. Put it in the back of a truck. Blow it in there. When you go to Maybe the they're thumb. thinking it's blown in. It's really light. Oh, my God. It's, it's so not heavy, light. Man. It's heavy, man. Cellulose is heavier. Yes, it is. Holy. So you guys use the same. No, you don't use the same nozzle sucking it out as you do blowing it no, in. No, no. You Smaller. blow in with a two and a half inch. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought, right? So what do you what what's the blown in product that you've blown in? We use climatizer cellulose. I know that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, first of all, uh, great product, great service. Yeah, um, and they're close to our shop. Are they really? Yeah, all bags, right? Yeah, we well, uh, they come in bags. Yeah, and then you just do the conveyor meat grinder thing or whatever it is. You, right? Well, you got exactly. You got to cut open the bag yeah, and then put it in. Yes, there's like a hopper in there. It chops it up. What do you think about the big box and them offering that service to DIYers? Ah, uh, listen, man. The number one complaint we get. Once they get bold, oh, well, I paid so-and-so big company. Listen, brother, you sure done your research. Where are they now? That's a good point. 
And then they're getting upset at us for us rectifying the issue. And charging you the right price. Yeah, sorry, man. Like, I know you paid a lot, but it's not our problem. You paid something for a trial run. No, that's exactly... Uh, listen... That was I, a trial price. We used to... Like, we get so much work coming in. Like, we'll sub a lot of work back in the day. After using one, two, three, four, half a dozen guys, we notice a lot of guys do not operate the way we do, man. They don't put baffles in. They don't care. Uh, they cover soffits. They don't extend... Like, for us, like, if it's tight attic... You know, a four-foot baffle is not going to work. You got to extend it even further. So add another one, man. Make it eight feet because when the building inspector goes in their cellar house, what do they do? They don't crawl in the attic. They go in there. They turn on a flashlight. Oh, I see the baffles. They cool. see the very top of it, and that's it. And that does nothing. You nope. know, you got to work some sort of circulation. Because I agree. Everybody tends to forget the importance of ventilation. Now, it has... Multiple good factors. Number one, summertime, when the sun's beating down on that roof, radiant heat. Yeah. That could hit hot as a sauna, 80 Celsius up there. Anybody that's worked in an attic in the summer months. But guys like you and I, man. I know. We've been in there crawling. It's an oven. Uh, so if you have really good ventilation, it's 30 Celsius outside, guess what? It's going to get closer to 30 Celsius. Now your second floor isn't going to be as hot and it's going to be bearable. Now, another thing is if you had proper insulation up there too, it'd be cooler. Winter time, same thing. Let's see, like anything in your attic is air permeable. You lose the heat. What happens? Minus 20 roof sheathing, plus 20 hot air. Condensation happens almost immediately. It does. It stays wet for a long time, which leads to mold. Compacts. You got it. Insulation doesn't work when it compacts. It doesn't work when it's wet either. It doesn't work when it's wet. It loses yeah. our value. I think those baffles, me personally, OBC should change them to eight foot. We sometimes we've we've made custom ones six feet. Yeah, we I've have. done them. I've made them custom as well too, man. Because I don't think I like I don't like the four foot ones. Mm -hmm. They're not wide enough to begin with. I don't think you you might as well use the whole twenty one and a half inches, whatever. It well, is. it depends if it's 20. sixteen inch off center roof or uh, twenty four. Well, inch, most right? engineer roofs are are twenty four inch center, right? Yeah, you get your handcuff that that might be sixteen or something. But we I, just did one yesterday. The front of the house was sixteen. The back of the house was twenty four. Whatever they felt Monday but, or Friday. Oh, no, no. It was an addition made, right? So Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah. So what we it did the same thing, you know. Baffles all the way up. We want people to see. OBC talk. We're doing definitions these days. All right. Ontario building code. What's an earth pit privy? Is that right? Wait. We've sent these. When have we said these? Earth pit privy? I think we've sent these. So I think I've said these. I think I'm pretty sure I have. I think I've done it and I've done it. Well, you know what? Hang on a sec. I think I have because I remember saying this. Latrine, because it's got the word latrine. I was telling you about Top Secret. Remember the character's name, Latrine? <laughs> no, not on the show. I was telling that to you. Let me do F. I'll do F, which is uh, or, uh, OBC definitions uh, starting off with. What's a, what's a fixture? Well, we know what a fixture is, man. Device discharging, uh, dis discharge, oh, discharging sewage or clear water waste with a floor drain. Fixture drain, a pipe connecting a trap to another part of a drainage system. Fixture outlet pipe, pipe connecting a waste opening to a trap. Fixture unit, the hydraulic load imposed by the fixture on a drainage supply system. Flood level rim, it's the top edge of where water can overflow. This is not your wheelhouse, though, eh? No, I, I, I thought you were doing a trick question. No, they're not a trick question. <laughs> thought, I'm uh, waiting for the insulation flu. question. No, there's no insulation. We haven't got the eye. Uh, flu is enclosed passageway for moving flu gases. Flu collar, portion of fuel-fired appliance for fuel flu pipe attachment. A flu pipe. 
pipe connecting the flute collar to chimney. A force main. What's a force main? I guess the main line that comes in the forces it. Sanitary drainage pipe moving sanitary sewage with propulsion. It's all commercial. Exactly what I thought. Mohammed www.fomit.ca Mohammed at fomit.ca Where's the name Fomit come from? Uh, Just Fomit. I mean, I was so shocked that no one even had that name. 15 years ago? Yeah, I was like, I thought it was a very common name. And we stood with it and it was a no-brainer. Would you do anything else in construction? Or is it just going to be foam? You've perfected it. There's... No? no, I really enjoy what I do, man. Like, I don't I don't think... Uh, I'll be honest, man. You don't find too many people that are in the phone business that really enjoy... Nobody lasts. Why? It, for the same reasons I just told you. It's super harsh on your body. You really got to understand your equipment. Uh, we live in a generation where everything is touched by the phone. So once you got to pull up your sleeves and start getting dirty, nobody wants to do that. It's not fun. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're starting out. And stuff starts breaking down. It's really expensive. If you don't, like, this is a capital-heavy forfeiture. So right off the bat, uh, it's a lot of money. Something breaks down, it's even more money. Like, you know, buying hoses, you'll go nuts. If you lose a gun, get another gun. That's really expensive. Now you got to work a whole two, three months to pay that off. After a while, guys just quit. They go, I can't do this anymore. Did you always see yourself in construction? Yeah. Cost me a relationship, too. <laughs> but, hey, I love <laughs> <laughs> I love what I do. How man. did you segue to that? You have a lovely you family. Know, you know it, no, 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 totally. I, yeah, awesome, man. But it's a really good thing right off the bat with me and the wife are aligned. She knew what I did. She knows I wake up 5 a.m. I don't come home till late. You know, she holds the fort down. She has, that's a tough job what she does at home, man. And I respect that. Of course it is. And she's really, a, she's awesome at everything she does. She's a wicked cook, you know, super clean, uh, great decorator. So right off the bat, me and her were aligned in the beginning. But in the past, let's say, man, Construction guys weren't glamorous. No one liked us. We're scums. The most of us are not. Still, we're not. scums. No one even respected you. Yeah, I know. Like I went to uni part time. I got an engineering degree, and then the the question was, why don't you do that instead of this? I like what I do. I like being on a different side. I every can't day. picture you as a. Are you kidding me, engineer? Oh my god, I can't sit still. So, what kind of engineer? Electrical. You'd be dealing with a lot of industrial. I, listen, I still do it right now, man. I got to connect my generator to my panel. I got to connect three-phase uh, to know, this. I know, but you're not, stamping, you're not stamping anything. If I wanted to, it's not that hard to get one. <laughs> I probably know more than the, <laughs> those inspectors anyways. Just start stamping all your studs when you're spray foaming. Get a, get a spray foam stamp. It just put, You know, yes. maybe a stencil you sp- spray yes. it on would be a great idea. Wouldn't that be cool? And that's what we do. We have stickers and we put on the electrical panel. That you foamed it? Yeah. Really? That's part part what you should do. You should leave uh leave your sign, job your site label. Yeah. yeah. So we just put her same thing with attic hatches. You know, when when we do a job right on the attic hatch, yeah. We tell you how much material we blew in, what material it was, at what level, you could inspect it yourself, and uh name, date, company name, who blew it in. We put we put everything there. What's the thickest you ever foamed? How many passes or how oh far? Oh my did god, you the get? way it works with foam is you can I, keep on going. But at some point... No, 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 no. After five inches, it's gone. One inch stops 70%. Two inches stops yeah, 90. Yeah, that's what I mean. Three that's inches I mean. stops 93. Uh, by five inches, you're at like 96%. What's the point of doing more foam when it's going to be not be beneficial? What's Attic asking for now? R31? R6, flat, R6. Okay. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Hang on. Yeah. Non-vented roof. Okay. 
R31. Okay. Vented roof, R60. R60 is R60 the code right code now? now? Yeah. Why is so high? I guess they're realizing how important attic insulation is. So, hang on a sec. A, a bat insulation, a six-inch bat insulation is giving you what R value? 24. So, you'd, you'd have to put three layers of that. Who's putting bat insulation in an attic? So, how, many, how high is your cellulose going in there? Uh, 18 s- inches? Somewhere there, yeah. Wow. What if you flash it? Flash foam, R6. Personally, like if you flash your attic, you don't even got to do attic insulation. But to so get your occupancy permit, we need it. I flashed it. I think it's kind of smart. Yeah, no, no, totally. And then blow in the rest. No, no. Listen, we do some houses where they don't put up a vapor barrier. They put up the drywall. You get the. You got to get the and right pot light it. covers. Yes, and the insulation ones. Yeah, and you give it that flash two inch. It. It's, that it's cozy, man. It's actually cozy. I could tell you so many houses that are way larger than the average house, and they're only paying $100 a month on gas in the wintertime. People need to understand all that cold air coming out from your basement is all exiting from your roof. If you block it from your roof, when you flash it in cellulose, you keep it inside your house. You got it. I'm no building science expert. I don't have a seal. I'm just saying that that's what I've learned. Not only that, you've probably felt it. Oh, 100%. You feel it. Totally, man. But you go into these older houses when you start doing the work. There, first of all, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing but raccoons. Yeah, there's, sometimes. Right, sometimes. They're all just sitting there. Hey, what's going on? Uh, no, but there's nothing. And if there is something, it's like bats of crap, right? Yeah. Bats from what What circa? 60s? I it's got paper know, on the bat. Man. Sometimes 50s. you run across like uh, foil drywall on the ceiling as well. Uh, then you have paperback bats in the ceiling. Then you run into, what's it called? Um lath and plaster on the ceiling and walls what was that crappy blown in stuff back in the day are you talking about uh it was almost like a goofy i don't know you it was like a a shredded almost a shredded pink it was just it was just sounds like fiberglass from what it was yeah i think it was like a a fiberglass blown in crap and it was it served it, it compressed all the time it never kept its volume it was itchy as hell Ugh. itchy as hell you get anywhere near it it was itchy as hell right so i just and I, like you're itching for days that's oh, the funny yeah, thing man yeah. it touches you i don't you. care about you taking cold showers for the rest of your life you're still gonna itch man a good two days yeah that's the trick you know don't take a hot shower you're gonna be itching i'm taking cold longer. showers every day nowadays anyway so nice, I don't same care, here right? you know what it does you, ever, you do cold showers oh buddy you know you know what it does right yeah, it gets man. your like it, blood going yes oxide yes. more alert you know yes. you stay younger you name it you you like it burns when you first do it, and then you start getting used to it, and then you feel warm. Change your breathing, man. <sighs> That's what I got. Like my shower. I love that you do all that, man. My shower. I have two shower heads, so I'll turn on the cold. Oh, you do hot and cold. And then I go and I'll try to stay as long as I can, a minute or two. Then I hop back in the hot if I can't do it. What does that do to you? I haven't tried that. What does that do to you? Like what it? It it, it just makes you know I'm used to uncom- being uncomfortable. So the cold makes the blood flow faster yeah so you feel warmer well my heart rate starts going really yes. quick but then what does the hot do it kind of tones it down I, well i'm not cold anymore that's all so it just it, it mellows you. me out it right away yeah because that's what i've t- i've been told that that's the best thing to do is you jump into a sauna then from the sauna you jump into a you're supposed to bath. hop yeah exactly yes we do that i see the guys now 
The they're, ice bucket, not the they have the they ice baths, but they're using the recycle containers. Correct. And they're diving into that. Yeah, thing. they're staying in there as long and as I'm they like, can. Oh, I don't know about that, man. I'd have to order a new one or something, that brand new. Well, one. you could try your own bathtub. Oh, mine's always oh the bathtub. Yeah, but the problem is that how would you get all that ice? That's <laughs> I tried that. I ran out of ice, man. You're gonna need to bite. So I started just doing the cold showers, man. Yeah. But the ice bath is supposed to be really, really good for you, man. Totally. So that's funny that you're doing that. When did you start doing that? Forever, man. Ever since fifty, like well over fifty years ago. Really? Because, like, you know, when your muscles hurt, you got to do cold compression, hot yes. compression, yes. cold, hot, cold. That's hot. how you fix things. Since then, but then again, uh, when we built our place, we did the same thing. We put two so I could do hot and cold. I'm trying to get my wife into it. She does not like the cold water at all. No, man. Well, she's from she's from Australia, right? Yeah, Australia, or New Zealand, Australia, Australia. Sorry, I we've know. been there too. <laughs> Listen, there's a difference, man. I don't want to oh, offend. Yeah, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend Kiwis. anybody. I, I love know. them. <laughs> what else you want to talk about, bro? We talked a lot about the we, business, man. Yeah, we can't. Uh, one thing you have to, what, what what happens to us? You have to understand how each machine functions. You got to understand how your compressor works. Are the guys getting it when you're teaching it to them? My guys, yeah, man. They're they champions. It. Yeah? Yeah. Where are you finding all your guys? Listen, I'm, I'm a scout. <laughs> You're always on the look. Like, you know, somebody that shows interest, we're going to take them on. Oh, you want to know? Listen, buddy. I'll this let is you how learn. it works. You know right away, first week, some guys, either they have it or they don't. Of course. Especially that trade. And that's how it is. Do they want to keep a mask on? Or are they having a good time? Uh, the guys right now, remember the first day you started? He goes, boss, I love this. Really? We had a winner. Why do you love it? I didn't even ask him. We just work. We're commandos. Like, we have a mission. We go there. We get the job done. There's no time. We can't clock out. We get there. You're there till the job's done. That's why, like, an employment contract, it states irregular hours and weekends. If we don't and finish weekends, your, yeah. yeah. If we don't finish your job on a Friday and you got inspection on a Monday. You got Sorry, Manny. Saturday. I'll see you Monday. No. You're like, no, no, fuck. No, no, Mohammed. I don't care what you do, it. man. Gotta finish it, and then man. we'll come. Yeah, we'll get the job done. I want. I'm. All, you know me, man. I'm huge on respecting the next trade, right? So, how Listen, are the trades before you? The, we started that trend. How are the trades before you? Are the electricians? I'm just gonna tell you. Oh. Are, 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 this is where I'm getting. We'll throw more dirt on them. This is this is what I'm getting at. Are they are they respectful? Or are they? I'm just gonna tell you one thing. We leave our sites cleaner than we get it. Okay. But I mean, you over guys and over again, I like, I can't like, let's say you're a general contractor. Hey man, clean up this mess. No man, you're there working. You clean it. But sir, there's people out there that leave a clean site. They want a clean site. But for us, we can't leave a dirty site because we're the last trade that got inspected and we're always going to get shit on no matter what. But look who's coming after you, man. The drywallers. They expect everything to be nice and clean, ready to hang. AKA crywallers. Crywallers. <laughs> they cry about everything. Those foam guys. Crywallers. I've never heard of that, man. Is that what it is? Yeah, man. They're always crying. Crywallers. <laughs> crying about something, man. Man up, bro. We don't cry about. For us, as foamers, we have to know everything. Plumbing, electrical, mechanical. I go to a job site. Your studs are off. I already know. Hey, man, if I foam this, I'm going to block this. I know that. Electrical. Hey, man. Like the other day, we're doing an attic. They have live wires, no morets. Bro, That's are you dangerous. sure we're good to, you know, they, we're always looking out for every trade. So we got to have knowledge from the bottom to where we're at, which is all the rough stuff that gets inspected. Yes. And then you got to bring yourself to that level and then still apply the foam and leave a clean site. 
are guys ignoring the protection plates? Because by the time when you guys do it, we don't know if we need protection plates in certain areas. Are you talking about on the walls for... For uh, drywallers, right? So they don't... So I see some people well, do it. Some the pipe. people the don't. The pipes are sometimes too close to the the, the, the Oh, face. no, no, totally. And then when we foam, it does push it out. So we tell people to put something against it, not to pump out. Yeah. Honestly, you just got to... Secure it there so it doesn't push out. That too. But when we get to the job site, or like let's say we're being proactive and we're walking through. Yeah. We got to tell you what we're expecting, what can happen, and you got to know about this. And then when we get there, it's smooth sailing. Or if you forgot something, it does happen. You know, when we're spraying, we miss something too. It's a main machine though, Mohammed. Like, I mean, you're constantly, every single job, you got to go through every, book it first of all, talk to that GC or the homeowner. Well, the guy on site does that. Guy on, yeah, okay. So then now you get the ball rolling. I don't book it. We have, Our team books it. And then you get... The, Scheduling you, is the hardest thing in the world yeah. because you know how often... Oh man, we failed inspection. We can't we can't foam today. Move, start juggling jo like that. Scheduling is like a full time Pain job. Ass, oh man. yeah, man. How many times are you foaming a week? Every how, day? No. Phoning you? No, foaming. I'm foaming. No, how many times are you actually spraying, man? Me? Not your cruise. Oh, we're foaming every day, man. Every day? Six days a week. Wow. Hasn't stopped? No. We're always working Saturdays. So the guys are making good money. They're doing very well. So they're happy that the business is good and then Listen, they're constantly busy. We love to share the pie with everybody, man. We treat everybody good. You look at the bigger picture. Listen, the other day I went and I I always buy everybody the same boots. What kind of boots? Timberland, uh, Pro, uh, a six inch. They're like $400 boots. I care about my niece. You got to change your boots every six months, a year max. If not sooner. So instead of me giving them money, I just buy them the boots every year because I know I'm doing them a favor. I'm doing their backs a favor, their knees a favor. They're going to get a good 10, 20 years out of themselves now. Why don't you just contact Timberland directly and just start ordering like 100 pairs or some different sizes and just have a major discount? I don't know. That's what I'm just thinking. I mean. It's not bad. Well, if you I, honestly, cheaper. she goes to me, you want to wait to Boxing Day? I go, no, I want to get it out of the way right now. <laughs> to what? To save myself 20, 30 bucks I on can, the health of my guys? I can already see the 80s video, Foam It, the music video with all the boots and uh, the Tyvek With the Peshmo Techno, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, synthesizer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the warehouse, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, there we do have quite the parties. <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, where are we at right now? Okay, hang on. Green Book Talk. www.fomit.ca. Uh, Mohammed at fomit.ca. Fomit on, on Instagram. Instagram? Twitter? Yeah, YouTube. Anyway. Everywhere. What is the phone number for the business? 416-893-8712. Uh, the hotline. You can text it. Send videos. Send pictures. They respond. Spray but foam safety. Ooh, very important topic. Spray. Spray polyurethane foam can cause contact and inhalation, what, injuries, before it's fully cured. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a stickler when it comes to this stuff. It can be made safe with the right precautions and PPE. Oh, always. PPE is required for foam applicators, those who assist with them and all the workers nearby, adjacent or who may need to enter the area before the foam is fully cured. Access should be restricted until airborne chemical concentration concentrations are low enough, which is around the six-hour mark. Correct. Right? Never guess cure times. Polyurethane foam formulations aren't consistent. 
Spray foam PPE includes respiratory protection, eye and face protection, protection clothing, and chemical-resistant gloves. Additional safety includes an eye wash station loaded with fresh water, a first aid kit, and a fire extinguisher are recommended. Yes. PPE must be understood since ill-fitting PPE won't protect the wearer. It will only give a false sense of security. You got to have a tight seal on that face, right? Oh, man. There's something called the fit test. How is that test? How does oh, that work? They fit a mask on your face and you get a fit test done. Okay, so obviously... The inspector will ask you. I'll tell you that right let's, now. So obviously I should never, ever in the life of me see a spray foamer with a beard. Or should uh, it I? It depends. They have you, like... They have that bigger muffet like that's Yeah, you could put thing. it on top. But it depends how it seals because it, it... we So we buy... The masks we buy are a little bit more extravagant where I feel like it... Does it go underneath suction. the jaw? No, no, yeah, yeah. It just sucks right to your face. Got it. Okay. So you pay a little bit more, but you get better quality, and you know nothing's going to go through. But you're right. You should be clean shaven. You have, to, well, low stubble or whatever, but you got to have that fit test, right? So, I mean, you can't have. Well, you got to know what mask fits your face, right? Because yes. you might have a big face and you have a small mask. Round face, tall face, skinny face, or whatever, yeah, but you yeah. got to have the right mask. But facial hairs, unless you, uh, you can get away with a mustache. You just look like a perv, right? You should, you should have seen me in November, brother. <laughs> did you have November? Actually, did uh, you? You know what we did this year with the wife? We we were the Adams family. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had that little mustache, and I left it. I right rocked that for a the while. Little, the pencil line. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that. That's fucking hilarious, man. So we, <laughs> what else you want to share, man? As we getting close to wrapping up. Uh, listen, um, we like safety is a very important thing. I'm, I love that you are, man. And. People don't realize that spray foam stays a mist till it hits a hard surface. So if you see somebody spraying, don't stand there and inhale because you're inhaling and you're getting foam right in your lungs. Really? Stay the fuck away, please. You know, it doesn't smell. doesn't matter. Get out. You're breathing please, it in. Please, yes. And you know, in. you got a mask on. You're doing these hand things telling people, get out, get out. They don't care What's sometimes. the PSI that you guys are shooting? Uh, it depends, man. Uh, which machine it is? Hydraulic machines. Is it like about three thousand? No, no. Yeah, oh. yes, yes, yes. When we're spraying polyurea, yeah, wow. we spray that high. So man. you got three thousand psi. Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred shooting right into a, a wall cavity. Bro, that better not hit your hand. It'll pierce I, your skin. I, I know. That's what I mean. It yeah. has force. Yes, cut right through you. So when you have a machine that's uh, high pressure, you got to have high pressure hoses. So those hoses are like meant for I think thirty five hundred psi. Because they also get hot too, don't they? They get hot and they got to be stronger to withstand the pressure. But then you have like the other hoses, which are still high pressure. They're 2,000 PSI rated for 2,000. And you can use them regular like electric hydraulic uh, machines. So on our hydraulic machines, we keep the PSI at 1,000. And sometimes electric will keep it at 1,150. But once again, it's up to the applicator and how he feels. Wow. They'll kind of adjust the temperature there. You know what? A lot of people don't think that spray guns are not dangerous, man. They think it's just a spray gun. It's just air. It's dangerous, man. Yeah, man. We have uh, water stations in our trucks in case somebody, even like when you're scraping, you get a speck in your eye. Like it's happened to me plenty of times where I can't even get it out. I got to go to optometrist. Like, what are they called there? Optometrist. No, no. There's another one that does the medical one. Where they put dye in your eye. Well, you got to go to specialists. Yeah, that they point. put dye in your eye and they find it and, and then they kind of scrape it off with a knife. I've been it's there like, before. I've been there with a metal filing. Oof. 
right on the edge of the iris. You know what's funny? Happened to my uncle when he was younger. Something went in his eye. Forgot about it. When I had safety out, goggles. I just want to let everyone know. I had safety goggles on. This is communist Bulgaria back in the day. Uh, something <laughs> went in his eye. It just recently went for an MRI. They wouldn't let him in. Because it had still had yes! it? Yes. <laughs> they detected it? Yes. As soon as he was laying down there? Is that what? That was it. He had to get it out after. Whoa. How crazy is he that? He had it there the whole... That long. Wow. Never got 40 infected years. or anything? I guess your skin grows over it. That's what they tell you. Something goes in your eye. Your eye kind of grows over. You won't be able to get that little dust particle off your eye. I watched it as she was taking it out. I was like, ah. Oh. You could feel it come out. Out of your eye? Out of the little metal, like a little... Oh, I bet. I bet like a sliver. Yeah. Man. You could feel it come out. And I was like, oh. oh, out of your eyeball, eh? Yeah, right on the edge of the iris, man. Oh, that's a good one. I fucking hated it. It was legend hurt. going through that. It How happened. Did it I didn't think anything stayed. It was only there for two days because I, the next day I woke up, my eye was pussy. No, I wasn't pussy. It was irritated. And I felt like something was in my eye. I couldn't see it. You don't even get good sleep then. If you got something in your eye, you your, lose your, your REM sleep. Your REM, You're so screwed. it's moving. So I went to the optometrist. I went in there. His name is Manny. So, hey, what's up, Manny? Manny, how's it going, Manny? So then we sit and he shows me. He goes, yep, I see it, Manny. I can't touch it because of the medical establishment. If it's on my on the edge of the iris, he can't touch it. You have to go to a specialist if it's in the iris. If it's on the eyeball, he can touch it. So he sends me to the specialist the very next day. I walk in, she numbs it, and she pulls it. She goes, she looks at it for- She numbed your eye? Yeah, so What one, did she put, a chemical she, uh, in your No, eye? no, a little drop, a little yellow drop or something. So she And what color was your eyeball after? Like was a yellowish kind of thing. Shit, now I wonder if, I thought they put the dye in my eye to find the particle. Maybe they numb my eye. No, they just numb it because she's literally going to get a tweezers and go right in. So she's like, I see it, two seconds. I see it right there. Literally took a half a second. She oh, yeah, hey, you didn't trip out? I was like, okay. And she goes, okay, don't blink, don't move, don't whatever. And she took it out. I go, you done? She goes, yeah, I'm done. I, and then she showed it to me. It was like so fucking tiny. Yeah, those things ruin so you, man. So tiny, man. Even if you get a splinter like that. It was the man. infection. That's what both doctors were worried about. It was just the infection. They said it, it could have gotten infected. Just because it was an old, rusty piece of metal. I was cutting uh, some nails off for sistering some lumber. As long as you had your shot, you're okay. I had my shot and I had my goggles. It just snuck around the side, right? It That's happens. all it was. It happens, man, but... Part of the trade. Yeah. You took it. You took well, you're it right about the particles because I get the hell out of there and I never stand behind them or anywhere near there. I, I look at it from a distance, man. I'm like, you could feel when you're standing there, you could feel the air. Not only that, you feel the heat because it like the, the reaction too. happens then. It's like, if you're that close, you're already way too close. Yes. Don't even, you see a hose go inside a house, stay outside. Wait till they go to the second floor and start touching the main floor or whatever. They start from the top down. So go to the second floor and touch it and go, hey, look, it's hot. Right. It stays warm for a while does it does man well usually it gets ambient within 20 minutes but six hours airborne right six then, hours and then yes. it starts to basically be done from that point correct right? but we tell people built for 24 how does it work for the winter months though is it a little longer temperature wise or no i mean depending on the setup you have you could well spray, if it's new you could, construction you could spray up to minus 10 really yeah, yeah. wow Listen, what if you're spraying I, i've sprayed colder weather i sprayed minus 19 uh, we did the adhesion test, but let me tell you, and it it, it, it adhered was, minus nineteen. Okay. Then we had to go back the next day, and it was minus twenty one, and we sprayed it. It didn't even. It was peeling right off. But let me tell you, there Those was four two of degrees, us. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Two. So I guess minus nineteen was for that product. I guess I have to okay. say because they do have a winter blend and a summer blend. Wow. The winter blend kicks in once it gets closer to zero. What is there, like eggnog in the winter blend? What's going on? I have on? no idea, man. <laughs> probably something that makes better adhesion, really. Some Hennessy. Yeah. Two degrees, really? Okay. Yeah. And then there was like four of us, and we had like a heater in the truck. 
and your fingers freeze in 15 minutes where you can't clean out the drill bit because the drill bit's really fine, right? So you have 15 minutes your hand freezes. Next guy goes in and it takes you like 30 minutes to thaw out your hands anyways. By the time you're warm, it's already your turn. But we smashed that commercial. It's a job. tough job, dude. Oh, listen, man. Anytime you work in the elements, your body takes a beating. We work in the elements. Nobody gets heat till we have insulation in the house. Guess what? We never get heat in the house. We never get heat. But we bring our own heaters. We have uh, diesel dry heat, and then we'll block off areas. You can't have an open flame. Well, Can listen, you? No. no, no, no. We don't leave it all day. You just blast the heat there. Okay. Uh, the substrate, it gets warmer by a few degrees. It, ha it gets hot really quick, actually. People don't realize that. Once you tarp it off or poly it off, you get that heat blasting in there in no time. You give it your first pass, you're okay now. Next wall, first pass. Once the first pass is in, oh, it stays yeah, warm. I remember those, man. We like... Those cold, cold, cold. Brother, it's around the corner, man. That's why back back in the day, I used to spend more money uh, on wool undergarments. Like they for work. Yes, they do, man. They work. Now that you can find them for, like back then I was paying 150 for my bottoms, 150 for my tops. Now you get it for $10 tops and bottoms at Walmart, which is amazing. And they look um, really good quality stuff. There's work and wear out east there. He sells them the, the original ones from Italy, man. Oh, nice, man. I got a pair myself. Oh, wool. Awesome. Wool. And he goes, these things are, and they're super warm. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Super warm. I just asked him, why don't you, uh, he actually gave me another pair. So I, I asked him for those ones to have the, the butt flap, but he didn't have those. Those the Italian <laughs> ones don't do the butt flap, but he did have the classic red ones with the butt flap on it, eh? Yeah, because he goes, yeah, but why do you want the red ones, man? They're not as warm as these Italian ones. I go, yeah, because I love the fucking butt flap, man. Just, you know. Yeah, because back in the day, the outhouses were outside of your living quarters. And you just took the butt, your two buttons, and then you flip it down. And Have then... you ever stayed in a house like that? In our village, it was like no, that. Let me tell you, man, no. even getting up two in the morning. To go to? to the, yeah. You really? Just, yeah, you're like, oh, man, what, I just hold it in, but you can't. And you're like, crap, I'm going in the dark. They and... got to spray foam those. Oh. <laughs> they don't believe in spray foam there, man. They're mud huts. My father's house, <laughs> mud hut, still standing. <laughs> Oh man, let's do the 12 questions. All right. Triple W, Mohammed at Fomit.ca, Fomit all over YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Ready for this? Super excited. 12 questions. What is your favorite construction word? Oh, usually, I think I say please a lot. Hey, please, guys, can you please do this? Please put on the mask. Please put on the fans there. Please. You're the first one to say that. It actually makes it really nice. What is your least favorite construction word? Oh, when people swear at one another. What turns you on in construction? A clean workplace. What turns you off in construction? The opposite of what I just said. What's your favorite curse word? You don't swear. It, I drop F-bombs here and there, but that's okay. if I get really passionate about the subject. And, but then I got kids, and then you know, as a leader, you don't want to be giving that type of energy. But it's okay to swear. Yeah, just put them on an ATV when they're two years old. <laughs> yeah, hey man, it, it builds. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm praising it. What is your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Favorite vehicle that I have? No, no, or that like you what want. I think that, that I want. want. Your favorite vehicle, anything in the world? Damn, I'm very non-materialistic, man. I know. So, what would you choose? My favorite vehicle got me Trump, brother. ATV? Well, I, I'm in the market for a snowmobile. I don't have one, so I've been kind of considering. <laughs> there you go. Snowmobile it. Yeah. Cold, man. I've no, been it, no it's not. I just, listen, since I'm so used to the winners, I want, yeah, well. I know. No, no, no. Like, 
I, I might contradict myself that I spend the winters in Australia. But <laughs> <laughs> you spend the summers in Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Canadian winters and Australian summers. Uh, I do enjoy winter sports a lot, and I'm trying to get my family into it. So we want snowmobiles, snowmobiles. up north. Yeah, like, come on. We have some of the best trails. Tr- yeah. We have Quebec. wicked trails. Yeah. I know. What's your least favorite vehicle in the world? God, I, f- I see beauty in everything, man. Like, it's such a hard thing. There's no bad-looking vehicle out there? Um, um, listen, I might call it a road bump or something, you know, those little Honda Fits. But I, I mean no, no ill will against it. No, still gets... I lo- like, like, a lot of people actually share this. They said anything that gets you to point B. Hey, listen, man, it could be a donkey cart. I'm happy with it. Yeah. What construction sound or noise do you love? Man, the sound of my reactor pumping. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Oh, probably a jackhammer on a hot summer day. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Underwater welding, probably. It's dangerous, man. That's a dangerous gig. I live on the edge. What profession would you not like to do? Probably a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Been waiting for you my whole life. Mohammed, thank you so much for sneaking me in, man. I know you're a crazy busy individual. Love your positive energy and vibe, man. More and more crews should be uh taking notes. Appreciate taking it. notes, thank man. You. you got a solid crew, you got a solid bunch of guys. I know we didn't dive into some of the other stories that you've shared before with me, uh when, <laughs> 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 involving certain situations and certain crews and certain everything, but it's just funny stories. But it's always a blast to talk to you, bro. Likewise, man. Thank Thanks, you for man. having us. Uh, Fomit.ca again, www.fomit.ca, Mohammed at Fomit.ca, Fomit all over social media. Check out the YouTube videos. I think that's it, man. That's it, man. Thank you, Angelina. We're out of here.